Hey there. Welcome to Radio Face. As always, my name is Daniel Trinham, and I will be your host. It is truly an honor that you have decided to tune in for today's episode, and I hope that you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed creating it. Before we begin today's episode, I want to let you know that this show is in no way affiliated with the other show that I host, The Third Seat. However, if you'd like to check out The Third Seat, then you can find the information and links for it in the description of today's episode. I think you will really enjoy it as well, so I highly recommend you check it out. Along with this, you can find all other links to my social media accounts, as well as any necessary information for any guests that may join me on the show or myself down in the description of today's episode. With all that being said, I want to thank you again for listening in to today's episode. Now let's jump into the conversation. All right, everyone. Well, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, Thank you all for joining me on today's episode. Uh, As always, my name is Daniel Trinum. I will be your host for this episode. Um, this is another, uh, another episode, another segment, uh, that I like to call sincerely yours truly. Uh, and the idea of this segment is for it to be just a, a little bit more off the cuff, uh, a little bit more informal, casual, kind of just my stream of consciousness, my, my, uh, thought process on, different issues, different topics, different, uh, events in our world and in my life. Um, and you, you just get the, you know, the unfiltered, well, relatively unfiltered, uh, you know, version of me on whatever particular topic I want to talk about. And so, um, yeah, the, the whole idea of this is kind of taking inspiration from like a, a letter from, to, a letter uh, from me to you, uh, just writing out my thoughts, uh, you know, or metaphorically writing out my thoughts on an issue and, or a topic or whatever, and just letting you uh, in on how I think about things and uh, how I personally uh, approach different, um, you know, experiences and topics in our world. And so today um, is f- funny enough. Uh, so as the t- as of this recording. Uh, today, as I'm recording this, it is June 13th, 2022, um, which when you're listening to this, it will obviously not be that day. But as of the day that I'm recording this, uh, today is the official launch of the Radio Face podcast. And so, yeah, I am incredibly excited uh, and just really just thankful to have this out Um the first episode was an interview between myself and my my, my good friend Will Guy. Um, if you haven't checked that out, definitely check it out. I think you all really enjoy it. Um, but yeah, it's it's been just to kind of reflect on that for a moment. Uh, you know, I, I started the idea, or I, you know, the idea of creating my own podcast really started to take root in December of 2021. As I was finishing up college, I was like, you know, I'm going to have a little bit more free time on my hands once I finish up school and I really would like to, I think I could do this. I think I could, you know, it's, it's a relatively low barrier to entry to do stuff like this. Um, I think it's something that I could do. I think it's something I would enjoy and something I could do for hopefully a long time. Uh, you know, there's no telling how long this will go, but, uh, hopefully I, I can do this for a long time and I would, I would certainly love to. And so to look back now, I know that I took a kind of the long way getting here. It's been almost uh, six months since I initially kind of had the idea to do it, but I'm glad that I took a slow and steady approach to getting the equipment I needed to 
uh, feeling comfortable with the name and with, uh, you know, a, th- a thematic approach to this podcast. And I'm incredibly excited to bring it to everyone that listens. Um, and yeah, I'm just incredibly grateful for all those that have supported me and that have, um, that have allowed me to bring this to life. So yeah, uh, again, as of the recording of this current episode, today is the release date and I'm extra wow words. Um, I am incredibly, uh, you know, just grateful and thankful to be in the position that I'm in and to have this opportunity. So to all you out there that are listening, whether you've listened to every episode or listened to one episode, or you're just now, uh, you know, curious about checking out the podcast, an immense thank you, uh, is owed to everyone that has listened, that has supported in any way that has encouraged me to do this, that has stuck by me and, and, uh, worked alongside me to those that have lent their time, whether it be for interviews or whether it be, you know, giving me ideas. Um, it, it really means a lot, um, from, you know, as, as I've said before, <clears throat> no man is an island. Uh, and I certainly am not. This podcast is something that was brought to the world, uh, through the help of a lot of other people, not just myself. And so to everyone out there that has listened, that has helped support, that has, um, you know, inspired me and supported me. I am incredibly and immensely thankful for you and everything you've done. Um, and yeah, I, I hope that this podcast can be a, a great representation of myself, but also just the immense effort that has gone into helping me get this podcast to this point. So yeah. So, uh, without any further ado, uh, I, I guess we'll jump into today's episode. So, uh, I just wanted to get that out of the way. Cause again, that's, I, I, I do feel like a, a little bit of reflection on that is, is important, but, um, yeah, today, I want to talk a little bit about a more personal, uh, story in, you know, the last episode of sincerely yours truly, I talked about, um, you know, the, the tragic massacre that happened in Uvalde, Texas, I guess roughly about a month ago. Um, and just kind of my thoughts on that and just a reflection upon the world that I've grown up in, in, you know, uh, in contrast to, you know, American gun culture and, and everything that's happened, uh, just in my lifetime regarding, uh, you know, tragic mass shootings and things of that nature. Um, but today is going to be a little bit different. I want to talk today about a little bit more of a, a, like I said, a personal story, something that, um, I hope that those that are listening can relate to it in some way. Um, you know, ultimately I would love if, whoever listens to this, no matter what stage of life you're in, I hope that you can hear my story hear that, um, you know, the experiences that I've had, uh, I hope you can hear it and take away something with you, uh, from my, from my story or take, take something with you uh, from my story. And yeah, I I mean, again, my, my story of what I'm going to talk about today is, is one of a lot of bumps in the road and a lot of, um, you know, uh, a lot of getting, uh, knocked off and getting right back up and figuring out, you know, learning and figuring things out. And, uh, I just hope that my story can be maybe a small inspiration or small motivation for someone to, uh, that, that it can assist someone in their life. And so today I want to talk about my personal, uh, fitness journey. Uh, if you want to call it that my, my personal, um, you know, journey from, 
growing up uh, the way that I did uh, from a health standpoint, from a physical and you know emotional and, and mental health standpoint, um, and to where I'm at now, um, you know, and, and the lessons that I've learned and the, and the experiences that I've had, um, and maybe a few, you know, pieces of advice I could give to someone that maybe, you know, uh, is, is in a place that was similar to where I was whenever I started this journey. Um, so yeah, but before I dive into this subject, I want to make it, uh, very clear that as first and foremost, as I always say, all thoughts, you know, opinions and, uh, ideas in this podcast are purely my own. They do not represent, um, anyone but myself. Uh, you know, so if you feel the need to make a, you know, critique of something or a comment, or you have a disagreement or an agreement with anything that I say, then, uh, feel free to let me know and and understand that this is all coming from me. Uh, this is all coming from, you know, me personally and, and my thoughts and, uh, yeah, um, it's it's all coming coming from me, um, and along with that, understand that I am not um, in any way. I am not a dietitian. I am not a personal trainer. I am not a you know any sort of licensed health expert. Um, I am not anything in that realm. Uh, I want to make that very clear. I, I'm not a professional in any way. Uh, in, you know, regarding human health and and fitness things of that nature. I am purely just an individual that has had my own journey and experiences. And I want to share that with you and try to uh, share my thoughts and opinions in a way that hopefully is, uh, you know, palatable to, uh, you know, the most amount of people and is helpful. And and hopefully we can do that in a, uh, you know, succinct and effective way. So yeah, just, just to have those two things out there. One, all thoughts expressed in this episode are purely my own. Um, and two, I am not in any, in any way, uh, an expert in, in these fields. So take everything I say with, uh, a grain of salt, uh, or, you know, just, just take it with a little bit of understanding that I am not an expert and that I am up for critique and for, um, you know, for, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not perfect. <laughs> I can, I can certainly, uh, you know, misrepresent things and, and say things that are, you know, maybe unintentionally false or things of that, of that nature. So feel free to disagree or correct me however necessary. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess without any further ado, let's, let's jump right in. Uh, I feel like I'm starting to sound like a, like a YouTuber or something now and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm stalling to jump in, but, uh, yeah, let's, let's jump right in. So, where do I, you know, I don't know the best way to start this story, but, um, growing up, I would say, you know, I grew up in a, in a fan, you know, I grew up in, um, McMinn County, uh, in Tennessee, uh, Southeast Tennessee. If you're not familiar with the, you know, with that area, or if you're not from the southeastern part of the of of the United States, you can probably hear in my accent that I am from there. Um, but you know, I grew up in a town that, in my opinion, it's it's a very it's a very rural area. Um, I would imagine it's a nationally speaking a relatively low income area. Um, you know, I don't have any hard numbers or. Uh, data to back this up. So, you know, if I'm wrong, feel free to correct me in that regard. Um, but it definitely growing up it, it, and still to this day, in my opinion, is an area that the physical and kind of emis- emotional and mental health of individuals is not like a huge priority. Um, 
for a lot of different reasons. For one, like I said, um, to my estimation, where I'm from is a relatively low income area. And so there's not a lot of great options for quick and convenient and like healthy foods. And, uh, you know, people are, are working class individuals. And so they're, they don't have time, you know, they have a family, they don't have tons of time to whip up, you know, great meals that are going to be nourishing and, and, you know, uh, always in the best interest of your health. And so that is one factor. Uh, but there are many, many factors as to why, you know, my, the, where I'm from is the way that it is, but essentially you can, just take this picture of, you know, small town USA, uh, rural America. Um, and for a lot of different reasons, like I said, uh, physical, uh, mental and emotional health, at least growing up was not something that was really prioritized from a cultural standpoint, uh, where I'm from, in my opinion. Um, and so with that in mind, you know, I grew up, like I said, I grew up in an area like that. And, in my household, um, you know, I'm, I'm extremely fortunate. I've, I've grown up in a very affluent, uh, household of, you know, my family has never had to worry about, uh, where our next meal is coming from. We've always had access to, you know, food and water and, and resources of that nature. And so I genuinely don't know. <laughs> I genuinely don't know if it's a genetic thing with me or if it's something to do with the fact that I am just a rather, large individual. Uh, for reference, I am about six foot three. Uh, I've been over currently I'm, I'm a little over 200 pounds. I've, I've probably been over 200 pounds for, um, I couldn't even tell you when I was under, but the, the point is I'm a, I'm a relatively big guy, uh, bigger than your average male, uh, but, but smaller than the average bear. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I've always had an appetite, uh, you know, my entire life, even today, like I, I jokingly tell people, but also being half serious, like I don't keep a lot of snacks in my apartment because like, if there's food around, I'm going to eat it. Like I just, I, I just, my, I, I have such a hard time, like not like abstaining from food. And then when it gets to that point, it also seems like my stomach is just like a bottomless pit. Like it just keeps going. Like I'm just, just constantly, I'm never full, you know? And so again, I don't know if it's a genetic thing or, or what, or maybe, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but my entire life, it's pretty much been that way. And, uh, along with that growing up, you know, I never had any real understanding of just the general, uh, information needed to understand the nutritional breakdown of foods, you know, understanding the role that, uh, the main macro macro nutrients play, you know, proteins, fats, um, and, and carbohydrates. Uh, and along with that, the important role that, uh, you know, a lot of the important micronutrients, the role that they play uh, in our, in our health. Um, I had no zero understanding of, of any of that for the vast majority of my life so far. Um, and so it was never something that I, I thought about how that food that I ate, uh, and the high quantities of food that I ate would, would impact me, you know? Um, in my mind, I, a calorie was just some arbitrary number that didn't, that didn't really matter to anything. Um, you know, what was a, what was a protein? What was a fat? What was a carb? I don't know. I didn't care. Um, all I knew is that I liked food and that we generally had a pretty good supply of it. And, um, uh, I could kind of get whatever I really wanted whenever I needed it. And so that was the, 
world that I grew up in for the most part. Um, along with that, you know, I was so, <laughs> so, you know, you may be asking, well, okay, well, were you active at all, you know, when you were younger? And yes, to a degree. I mean, I was a kid, I ran around and did stuff, you know, like I ran outside and played outside and did things like that. I also played sports growing up. I played, um, you know, basketball for the first up until high school. Um, I also played a little bit of soccer, a little bit of baseball, uh, played football when I was really young for, I want to say maybe three or four years, something, something like that. Um, I didn't play football in high school, so it ended, it ended there. Um, but I, I was relatively active for a child my age, um, you know, gr- growing up. However, the thing that I didn't realize is that the, I didn't realize the negative impact that the, the actual sedentary lifestyle that I was living, I didn't realize the impact it would have on me. Um, not to shame video games or anything. I, I'm not, not trying to do that in any way, but I was a big, uh, you know, proponent of video games. I, I loved them. Uh, I still have a soft spot to, for them to this day. Um, but I would spend, especially during the summer, I mean, I would spend hours upon hours upon hours, just sitting, sitting down, playing video games, you know, eating snacks, just chowing down on a, on a bag of bag of chips or like a bag of candy. Just, and again, I had no understanding of how the, what these foods were made up of, of how they would impact my body. What, if they were even necessary for any of, you know, my, my bodily functions, I had no understanding of how these food would, uh, these foods would impact me. All I knew is that I liked them and that they, they taste good and I, I wanted to eat it. That was about the extent of it. And so, you know, I think you can see where this is going. Um, as I grew up, I mean, not only did I say that I was a, a bigger guy, like I was always bigger than everybody around me. I was taller than them. I was always like, you know, uh, <laughs> if, if a table ever needed to be moved in middle school, I was always one of the boys that the teacher would call on to help move the table. Uh, if, you know, if that means anything to anybody, uh, <laughs> that was just kind of my life growing up. And that added on with the fact that I had an appetite like no other. I still do. Um, but I had a, you know, a virtually insatiable appetite. Uh, and along with the fact that even though I played sports, I really did live a, a relatively sedentary lifestyle, especially later on as I, you know, went into high school and, and kind of like my late middle school years. Um, I was, I was living a very sedentary lifestyle and, you know, it doesn't take a, uh, genius to realize that that, you know, recipe, uh, of a lifestyle is going to yield, um, results that promote, uh, you know, an unhealthy lifestyle. It promotes, um, or what I would deem an unhealthy lifestyle. Again, you know, take everything I say with a grain of salt. I'm, this is just my opinion, but it, it deems a, it deems a, uh, physically unhealthy lifestyle. It, 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 uh, promotes, you know, uh, obesity, uh, you know, being overweight in, in unhealthy ways. And it was all really unnecessary. Um, it didn't have to be that way for me. And so because of that growing up and I never really, I don't know how many people I've really talked about this with, but I didn't, I, I certainly didn't talk about it a lot as I was growing up, but you know, because of this, I always had this perception that like, Oh, people that were skinnier than me or people that, you know, weren't as big as me, they were just, 
they were just the lucky ones. Like they were just, uh, you know, born with these bodies that can just eat whatever they want and they'll just be real skinny. And, um, it doesn't matter what, you know, there, there's no, there's nothing I could have done, um, to be that way. You know, this is just the way that I was born pretty much. And to a degree, again, there, there are some genetic factors that go into everybody's, you know, physical makeup. I'm not, I'm not trying to deny that at all. Um, but from what I found, it's just not the case necessarily, uh, that, that, that was, that's the only factor, but you know, nevertheless, um, growing up, I had this idea that I was like, Oh, I'm just, I'm just not one of the fortunate ones. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just this big guy that people, you know, know that is a big guy and he just, you know, I'm, I'm always eating stuff and that's just the way that I am. And it really started to take a toll on me. I mean, not just from a physical standpoint, but emotionally and and mentally, my self confidence growing up um, was never really that high. Um, you know, I uh, this don't take this. You know, whoever it is that's listening to this, please don't take this the wrong way. But you know, uh, oftentimes it's said about like famous comedians that have ended up, whether it be dying in some tragic way or they, uh, it, it's revealed that they're not really not actually happy, even though they make people laugh all the time. Um, it often seems like individuals like that, that are trying to make others laugh and, and promote a like fun lifestyle are doing that partly because they don't feel good on the inside. Then they themselves don't feel like they are, you know, uh, worthy of the space that they take up on this earth. And to a degree, I, I kind of felt that, uh, about myself, you know, I, I grew up always trying to be like, uh, I always tried to be like this funny guy. I would just say things, you know, randomly all the time and just try to be this hilarious guy that made everybody laugh. And partly just because I might, I, I enjoy seeing other people laugh and I think it's fun to laugh about things and, and, you know, uh, you know, comedy in general, I think is a good thing. But another part of it was, it was a bit of a deflection mechanism. Uh, I, I was trying to make up for the fact that I didn't feel good about myself. I, I didn't feel that I had many redeeming qualities that, um, I didn't feel like I had many redeeming qualities that would, make another person want to be around me. You know, I didn't feel like I was the most attractive person or I didn't feel like I was the most, uh, physically gifted person, or I didn't feel like I was the most, um, you know, uh, I didn't feel like I was a standout in many ways. And so to make up for that, I tried to, uh, oftentimes be this just funny kind of crazy guy. And that, that was, that was what I thought I was doing. And at the, you know, I, I wouldn't talk about that or admit that at the time, but looking back now, that definitely was something that impacted me, uh, or that definitely was the truth of, of who I was at that time. And so, you know, growing up, that was my life. Really. I, I lived a sedentary lifestyle that, uh, along with that, I had a big appetite for things that I would consider unhealthy foods. Um, and this then promoted a very, what I would consider, physically, emotionally, and mentally unhealthy lifestyle that carried on really into high school and even a little bit into college. Um, it was something that I really, a little bit even to this day, uh, you know, that I, I dealt with 
or tried to deal with in a lot of different ways. And it was a big insecurity of mine because I just felt like even no matter what I tried to do, uh, you know, no matter how many jokes I told or how many people I made laugh, no matter what I did, I always felt like I was, I was the, you know, the, the chubby kid growing up. Like I was the one that everybody knew, like, you know, he's, he's the, he's the one that's gonna, you know, eat the most of this, or he's going to be the one that, you know, does this. It was, it was a life that, um, it made me, it was not something I was proud of or happy about growing up, but I really didn't know what to do about it. Um, and so that was really my life, um, for the first, I mean, looking back now for the vast majority of my life, I would say when that really started to change, um, I was, I was either 17 or 18 and I was a senior in high school. I was getting ready to finish up school and I, you know, I'd been going through, going through some different things at that time. And I remember just feeling really unhappy with myself. I I knew I was going to be going off to college soon. I was unhappy with the way that I, I was unhappy with a a lot of the relationships I had with, with friends and, and loved ones. I was unhappy with the way that I felt about myself. I was unhappy with um, just who I, in a lot of ways, who I was as a person at that time. And I really didn't know what to do other than just do something <laughs> other than what I had been doing. And so uh, that is when I really got introduced into kind of working out and exercising not because like a coach told you to, but because you just are going to do it, uh, kind of doing it on your own time and, 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 uh, you know, working out that way. And the person that introduced me to this for the large, you know, for the most part, uh, was my good friend, Brant. So Brant, if you're listening to this, shout out to you for that, man. Um, but you know, he really got me into that because prior to, prior to, uh, you know, when I started working out, he had been working out for maybe a year or two, I would say, I don't know the exact numbers, but he was working out for a year or two and was doing a lot of bodybuilder or bodybuilding uh, focused workouts. So a lot of, you know, high rep uh, exercises and and sets uh, that are focused on hypertrophy or the, you know, um, I'm going to butcher the scientific language here, but basically just working out to make your muscles look bigger, uh, working out for aesthetic purposes, you know, and you know, he, I think he convinced me a couple times to go to the gym with him and man, <laughs> I will never forget, uh, the first time I worked out and did legs with him. Um, I don't know if he remembers this, but I will never forget it. I did legs with him for the first time. And if you've ever worked out like consistently, I would imagine for most people, you know, like that first week when you first start, it's like the worst week of your life. I mean, when you first try these things, your body is so not used to these different stimuluses and these different, uh, you know, uh, these different stresses on your body that it takes a long time to really get over the, the pains you feel after the first week or so. Uh, at least that was the experience for me. And, and I remember when we did legs the first time I genuinely for like three or four days after that, I remember I couldn't hardly walk up steps because my calves were hurting and my quads were so tight. I mean, I remember being, I was kind of embarrassed because we were at the school that I, that I, at the high school I went to, our library was on, on a second floor. You had to take a a set of stairs up to it. 
And I remember at the time we did the legs and I came back to school and I had to like, I had to like use my arms to push myself up the steps. Like I wasn't hardly bending my legs. I was like keeping my legs straight and swinging them up onto one step and kind of using my arms to push myself up each step. And so, yeah, I I just, I remember that very vividly. And, uh, I I can tell you right now, if you, if you decide to start working out, you're going to feel that for the first week or two, but it'll, it'll, it will subside. You just got to stick with it. Um, but Brand is really the one that got me into working out consistently. And at this time, I mean, again, I didn't know the first thing about how to even begin eating a, a semi-healthy diet. I really didn't know a lot of the science behind working out. I really didn't know a lot of why we were doing what we were doing. I just knew that I wanted to feel and look better um, about myself and... Um, you know, um, that was really the best way that I had, I saw it worked for him. I could, I knew that he had, uh, changed the way that he looked and felt about himself. And, um, he definitely seemed to, uh, he, he being my friend Brant, um, he definitely seemed to be doing a lot better personally. And I was like, Hey, if, if it works for him, I, I guess it'll work for me. And so, you know, um, this is kind of when the inception of my fitness journey began. Uh, I I don't know, I guess at that point I had been working out for, I want to say three, four months maybe. Um, and I mean, I, 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 even during this time, like I didn't want to be seen in the gym with a, with a cutoff shirt on. I didn't want, I wanted to make sure I was like, wearing t-shirt, like any way I could comfortably cover up my body while I was in the gym uh, that still seemed normal to those that are in the gym. Like that was the way that I did things. If that tells you how I felt about myself at that time. And so, but I had gotten on this rhythm of, of working out and trying to clean up my diet a little bit. You know, I would, I would throw in like some vegetables here and there. That was what something I thought that would help. And, uh, you know, I was, I was on the, I started on the, you know, broccoli, chicken and rice. Uh, that was, that was what I thought was the only thing you could eat. Uh, and so that was, that was what I was doing. And, um, for, I would say three or four months, that was the routine I stuck to. And then in, if you've listened to the interview between, uh, myself and, uh, Will Guy, the first episode actually that just dropped today, um, <laughs> uh, you'll know that in July of 2018 during this year that I started working out was whenever I was diagnosed with a brain tumor that I had to be removed through surgery. And I'm not going to spoil everything of that, all my thoughts on that, you know, event in my life. Uh, if you want to hear more about my thoughts on that, go check out the interview with Will and myself. Um, but understandably I had to go to surgery to have this brain tumor, brain tumor removed. Um, and that kind of set me back because I couldn't do really any physical activity for, uh, I want to say, months. I don't remember exactly what it was, or I couldn't do anything really strenuous. I couldn't like lift weights or, you know, run long distances or things like that. Um, and you know, that was something that I, it kind of set me back a little bit, but I knew I had started to see progress in the months prior before my surgery. And so I knew I was like, okay, whenever I get cleared, like I, I realized that I started enjoying working out I realized that I was starting to see a little bit of progress and change. And I knew it was like, this could be like, once I'm cleared, I'm going to get right back into it. Like, I'm not going to waste any time. 
I want to get back into it. I want to get right back up on the horse and, and go again. And, um, <clears throat> you know, um, whenever, uh, whenever I got back into working out, uh, I don't know when it was, but at this point I was, I was enrolled at UTC at the university of Tennessee at Chattanooga go mocks. Um, I was enrolled, um, and I was, I now had access to the gym on campus. I now, uh, you know, kind of had my own schedule to things and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to get started working out here. And again, even at this time, I was still pretty, I was still kind of, you know, um, still kind of insecure about my body and the way that I looked, but I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get going and, and get started again. Uh, and, and, you know, get right back, right back into the swing of things. And right around this time, um, in what month was it? Whenever fall break was in the year of 2018, during my first semester of school, I, uh, which is a totally, a, a totally separate story for another day, but I ended up having to have shoulder surgery for, I had dislocated my shoulder and I had torn my labrum in my shoulder and I had to have, um, I had to have shoulder surgery during that semester, which, um, set me back yet again, uh, because due to this, I had to drop out of school for that semester. I had to go back home. I couldn't, obviously I couldn't, you know, do any real major fitness, uh, activity with weights or anything. I was, uh, you know, I couldn't really use my left arm in any way. And because of this, it was something that really set me back. And so, um, let's see, I got started back in school after this in the spring semester of 2019. So, um, but the, the thing is, as I was, what really kind of, you know, in hindsight is, it's kind of unfortunate is during that time when I was out of school for my shoulder surgery and, uh, during that time, whenever I was, uh, you know, rehabbing my shoulder, um, I was just at home. I mean, I had no, I had no, uh, you know, um, nothing else to do. I mean, I wasn't in school. I was at home. I just, I couldn't go anywhere. And so basically I just sat home and I ate all day long. (laughs) Um, you know, people were very kind to bring my, my family and I food, um, just to, you know, if, if you're not from the South, I don't know if this is a thing all across the nation, but especially is a thing in the South, um, that a lot of times whenever something happens in, you know, your family, if something goes wrong, or even if something good happens, people will just, people will either celebrate with you or support you by just bringing you tons of food. Uh, and so lots of people we knew brought us lots of food just to support us and say, Hey, you know, your son, he's had some, you know, some health issues and had some surgery he had to deal with. Um, but we want to help and bring you some, bring you some food. And so lots of people brought us food and, it was a very kind gesture. I'm very grateful for it. Um, but because of this, I, you know, I just sat around. I mean, again, I I couldn't do anything. My left arm was basically rendered useless (laughs) during this time. Uh, I wasn't in school. I just sat around the house all day long and I just ate food. I mean, that was really all it was. And, um, because of this surprise, surprise, I started to gain back, um, most of the weight that I had lost during, you know, the months prior. Um, so much so that I could be wrong with this. So take it with a grain of salt, but 
if I remember correctly, I'm fairly certain that the heaviest I ever was from a weight standpoint uh, was close to 270 pounds. And that was not a 270 pounds of pure muscle. I can tell you that right now. It was, it was a very, uh, it was a very unhealthy 270 pounds. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that was something that really took a toll on me because it was like I had started and I I knew what I wanted to do. And now I just, I've kind of lost all the progress that I thought I had. And so, um, you know, I, uh, going back to school after that was a little bit of a tough time because I was now dealing with the fact that, you know, I haven't, I haven't completed a full semester of college yet. I'm kind of restarting things. I'm starting a new major. Uh, you know, at the time I had changed my major, um, from engineering to, uh, I think finance or accounting at the time. Um, and now I'm dealing with the fact that I've, I'm, I'm again, um, not feeling great about the way that I look. I also grew out a really thick beard during this time. And this is a bit of a side note, but, uh, there's some pictures of me out on the internet, um, of me with a really thick beard. Uh, I've always said that I look like Moe's from the office. If anybody knows what he looks like, um, let's just say that that was a one-time exper- <laughs> experiment. Um, those are not the most flattering pictures of me. Um, but if you see a picture of me out on the internet that looks like me and I have a really big beard, uh, yes, that is me. Yes, that was real, real, nothing against big beards. Uh, but the one that I grow is just not, um, it's not one that I think compliments me very well. And so, (laughs) um, that didn't add, that didn't do me any favors. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was a, that was a side note. Uh, like I try to forget about uh, that point in my life with the with the big beard, uh, but nevertheless, um, you know, I uh, I was starting school again, and I was kind of back to square one. I was starting a new major. I was starting fresh with my health, and I knew that I didn't want to be in the position that I was prior. And so basically I just had to start fresh again. Um, I had to kind of relearn everything at the gym and, you know, um, I had to find a routine that worked for me. Um, and and a lot of time, you know, it, it took some time getting used to things. Um, but thankfully I stuck with it. Thankfully I committed to it and that commitment to, sticking with, um, sticking with the making investment into my health really paid off. Uh, it definitely took time. And this is not to say that I am in perfect shape now, uh, because I'm certainly not, uh, I am, I am not the most, uh, you know, whatever adjective you want to use jacked, ripped, uh, you know, healthy, whatever individual in the world. I am not. Um, but I can look back and confidently say now that, you know, looking at the individual that I was after my shoulder surgery and looking at the individual that I was when I started school for the first time and looking at the individual that I was when I had my brain surgery and then even looking to the individual that I was when I started working out for the first time uh, as a, as like a 17 or 18 year old with my friend Brandt and then looking back even further into the person that I was prior to all of that. Um, I can confidently say that who I am today from a physical, emotional, and mental 
standpoint is the healthiest I've ever felt. Um, and a big reason for that is not because I found the perfect diet. It's not because I found the perfect workout plan. It's not because I found the perfect trainer or because I've, you know, I've figured everything out. It's not because of that. Again, like I said, I am not an expert. I am simply, uh, someone who has learned through experience and has tried different things. Um, I, uh, you know, the reason that I am at the position that I'm at from a health and physical emotional standpoint is because I didn't, I didn't, I really didn't stop. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't quit. Uh, you know, it, it took a long time for me to figure out what I wanted out of fitness. It took me a long time to figure out what I wanted to accomplish. It took me a long time to figure out what my goals were and why I was even doing what I was doing. Um, but I never stopped. Like I never, you know, I, I would, I may take days off here and there, but I never said, you know what, this isn't worth it. I never said it's not worth my time to do this because I knew that the last thing that I wanted was to go back to the person that I was after my shoulder surgery, after my brain surgery, after, uh, or, you know, leading up until I started working out when I was 17 or 18 years old. I never wanted to be that person ever again because those were truly lowest points. Those were the points where I felt the worst about myself. Those were the points where I felt like I wasn't, I didn't bring anything to the table. Um, those were the moments where I didn't feel like I was worth, you know, the time of day, really, if I'm being honest. Um, those were the moments that I felt the, I felt the weight of my insecurities bearing down on me the most. And so I knew that I didn't want to be that. And I knew that if I stuck with some form of, of activity and exercise and some form of a diet, or, you know, I, I don't even really like to use the word diet, but some form of a, uh, nutritional, um, diet and plan, uh, it was going to get me to a better place. That's all I knew. I didn't know where it was going to get me to, but it was going to get me to a better place. And so now I can, you know, looking back on all of that, um, I've learned a lot. I really have. I've learned a lot about who I am, about who I believe we are as individuals, about uh, just the how the human body works, how you can, uh, you know, best, um, how you can take the situation that you are in and uh, change it for, you know, change it for the better. Um, you know, it, it uh, and that's, that's really kind of where I'm at now because I'm at a point in my life now where my main fitness goal is I just want to live a healthy life. Um, to me, that means from a physical standpoint, I want to make sure that I am, you know, staying active and that I am, uh, supporting as many physical, uh, you know, uh, functions in my body as I can through, uh, the food that I eat and, uh, the things that I do and the things that I consume, uh, you know, from a inter entertainment aspect, from a, uh, you know, professional aspect, I want to maximize who I am physically. Um, but also emotionally and, and mentally, um, I now feel I have this, this, this confidence about myself that not that I feel like I'm just going to take over the world or anything, but I feel much more stable in who I am. You know, I know my physical limitations. I know that I'm not perfect. I'm going to slip up. I mean, like I said, for crying out loud, 
I can put away some food, man. And, and I understand that I'm going to do that from time to time, but I understand now that who I am is, is imperfect and that's okay. And that I'm going to fall off that horse sometimes and that I'm not going to do everything correctly. But the important thing is that I accept that and I can, I can, uh, grow from it and I can learn from it. You know, something that I had to battle for a long time and I'm still to this day trying to get a better grasp on is my relationship to food. Um, you know, like I said, I have a very, I have a, an, ex, an extensive a- appetite. <laughs> I am not a picky person when it comes to food and, and I, uh, I can put it away, uh, to say the least. And so whenever I tried to reform, uh, the food that I ate and better understand the effects that the foods that I eat, how, you know, how they affect my body. Um, I had this idea in mind that I was like, Oh, I, I cannot, have anything even, you know, remotely close to being unhealthy. No desserts, no, uh, processed foods, no fast foods, no, uh, you know, burgers are gone. Uh, you know, fried foods are out. Like it's only grilled, uh, you know, meats, if that's what I want and, and vegetables and, you know, steamed vegetables at that. And, uh, you know, like some rice and that's it. That's all you're allowed to get. And to me, like, obviously that sounds very restricting, but in my mind, I was like, this is the only way that I can keep myself from not turning into the person that I was years ago, you know? Um, but now looking back, I mean, that is an incredibly, in my opinion, unhealthy attitude to have because something I've told people before and something that I've had to learn is that just like how it was not one workout that made you who you are today. You know, it wasn't one, if you, if you've lost like 20 pounds, it wasn't one workout that did that for you. It wasn't one exercise or one set. It was multiple sustained workouts and sets and exercises over time. Um, just like how that is true. One meal or one, uh, you know, breakdown of your diet or one cheat meal is not going to ruin every ounce of progress you've made from a health standpoint. You know, if you've been working out consistently for a year straight and you've made some progress and you've cleaned up your diet, you can have, you know, a a piece of cake. If that's what you want, you can, you can eat that, that, you know, plate of fried food that like, yeah, is not generally considered the most healthy food, but that's okay. Like it's okay to have, life is too short to not enjoy things sometimes. Um, and it's okay. Like you're not perfect. Like it's, it's okay to uh, enjoy things in life. And if that's what you enjoy and want to enjoy, then having that balance of understanding the, the, uh, understanding how to live a healthy lifestyle while also enjoying things like, uh, you know, like something I love, I, I absolutely love cookie cakes and man, I used to, in the past, I would be like, you know what? I can't have it anymore. I can't have it. But now, man, if there's a cookie cake, I'm going to have some of it not because I have no control over myself, but because I have control, I understand that. Yeah, it's not, it's not health. It's not generally quote unquote healthy, but I want to enjoy this. And I know that this is something that will make me feel good, but I also have the control to say, to know when enough is enough to know when, okay, I've, I've enjoyed this piece of cookie cake and I'm going to, I'm going to stop now. Um, I know when to, you know, how to strike that balance. That's something that I've learned really recently. Uh, honestly, it's something that I've recently learned. And, um, that's something that I really hope to pass on to whoever hears this is to understand 
how to have a appropriate relationship to the food that you eat and the food that you want to eat. Um, that's really a big thing for me. And I, I hope that that can, whoever hears this can, you know, if that's something that you struggle with, uh, I hope you understand that it's okay to enjoy things from time to time. It, it really is. Um, but yeah, the, the biggest thing that I would say is, is important is, you know, for me it is that consistency. Uh, you know, I, I'm not planning on, um, you know, competing in a bodybuilding tournament or competition anytime soon. I'm not planning on, you know, uh, com- doing like a, a full marathon or like a, an endurance competition anytime soon. I'm re- I'm really not planning on doing any physical competitions or anything like that, that I have to train for, for a sustained amount of time. I purely want to exercise and maximize my exercise from the standpoint of making myself feel good, uh, but also just maintaining a healthy lifestyle. And it's really a t- to do that, in my opinion, there's a two-pronged approach you need to take. One is what I've mentioned. You need to do, uh, you need to be consistent. I'm not going to say that exercising is always going to be fun. Sometimes you're going to have to do, I mean, in my opinion, sometimes you just have to do things that are not always fun, but you know that it's good for you. Um, you know, in, in my opinion, um, if you're in a situation like me, cardio is a non-negotiable. You have to do it. At some point, you have to. Um, because the benefits of doing regular cardio, the benefits that it has on your life is one extremely, you know, we have hard data to back it up. Um, there's countless, you know, articles and and data points out there in the world that you can find that support this, but also, um, it's, you you can't, it's, it's just, it's too, if you want to live a long and healthy life, you have to do that. In my opinion, it's the benefits so are so profound that, um, you have to do it. So finding, being able to consistently do things like that, like cardio that are so profoundly important and so has such a, uh, profound effect on your life. You have to find a way to be consistent with that. But also on the other side of things, make sure that whatever exercise you're doing, whether it's cardio, whether it's, um, you know, weights, whether it is, uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, whether you do hit training or, uh, whatever you do, make sure you enjoy it. I mean, not that you have to just be smiling and laughing and giggling and, you know, running around the gym all day long, but like, make sure that you don't hate or dread every second of every workout you do. Because yeah, if you don't enjoy what you do, you're not going to want to do it. And that's what you don't want. You don't want to dread going to the gym every day and you don't want to dread having to do your training. If you, you know, if you love going on a hike, then go on hikes. If you love to swim, then go swimming. If you just love, if you just love working out with weights, I know a lot of people, um, just love strength exercises and they love those, uh, you know, getting, getting new PRs and things like that. If that's what you love to do and you enjoy that, and that's, what's going to keep you in the gym the longest. And that's, what's going to allow you to stay consistent, uh, with, you know, in regards to exercising, then do more of that. Because if you can consistently do that, the benefit of doing that consistently is going to far outweigh doing something else that you think is better for you one time. You know, if if you think that, oh my gosh, I like, let's say for instance, you, you, let's, let's say that you just absolutely 
hate running. I know a lot of people do. Let's say you just hate running. You can't stand it, but you think that it's the best thing for you. And you say, okay, I'm going to go outside and I'm going to run. I'm going to run three miles. And so on Monday, you run three miles. Well, because you ran three miles and you hated every second of it and you finished it up, you're just in a bad mood. You don't want to do it anymore. And you take the rest of the week off. Well, yeah, that three mile run may have been good for you from a physical standpoint, but it really does, in my opinion, it really doesn't matter now that you've taken the rest of the week off. You've kind of just, you've done one small good deed for yourself and now you've, you've just, uh, you know, you've, you've kind of wasted the rest of the week. And so that in contrast with someone that says, you know, I really enjoy, uh, you know, let's say I really enjoy, uh, playing tennis. I don't know. I love playing tennis. If for five or let's say even if let's go, let's be crazy. Let's say for six days straight, you take an hour or an hour and a half. And again, I'm not trying to prescribe some workout plan. I'm just giving examples here. But let's say you take an hour, an hour and a half for five days straight, five or six days straight every week, and you play tennis every single day, and you love it, you enjoy it, it's going to be not only so much easier for you to stick to that exercise plan because you enjoy it, but also the benefits of doing something like that consistently you know, on a five to six day basis, as opposed to running or doing that exercise that you hate doing once a week or you know, on a, on a less frequent basis. The benefits of doing something more frequently like that is going to far outweigh doing something else less frequently. That even if you think that that activity that you do less frequently is more beneficial uh, than the other activity that you do more frequently. And so I, I say all that to say, like I said, you've got to stay consistent. You've got to understand that it's not always going to be easy and that you have to make a little bit of a sacrifice to understand that what you're doing is an investment in yourself. It's an investment in your health. It's an investment in who you are as an individual and how you feel about your life. But at the same time, there's a way there you can find ways to exercise and to stay healthy that you enjoy. Um, like I said, in my opinion, cardio is an, is a non-negotiable. And for me, I've actually found that I kind of enjoy running here lately. I've, I've been running a lot more and I've really enjoyed it, but that doesn't necessarily mean that everyone has to run. If you hate running, okay. Well, have you tried swimming? Have you tried hiking? Have you tried, you know, rowing? Have you tried the elliptical? Have you tried walking? Have you tried walking with an incline? Have you tried, uh, the stair machine? Have you tried, uh, I don't know, dancing. There, there are so many options that you have before you that there's no, in my opinion, there's no way you can't find at least one that you enjoy. And so having that mindset of going into the gym and saying, I'm going to be consistent with this and I'm going to find something that I, I enjoy. It's going that, in my opinion, that two pronged approach and combination is going to have such a profound impact on your overall health because when, th- when you take that approach to it, it's so much easier to stick to it. You know, I, I go to the gym five, five days a week, or I, I exercise in some form or fashion five to six days a week, but it's really not that hard for me to do it. I know I've been doing it for a little while now, but I enjoy it. I enjoy what I do. What the, what I have found, I, I enjoy the, the methods that I, uh, you know, exercise in. I enjoy what I do. I enjoy, um, going to the gym and, and exercising and how I feel afterwards. I don't feel like I'm just hating every second of it. I really do enjoy it. And so it's, it doesn't feel like I'm doing hard work or like I'm, you know, uh, like, like I'm doing something that's just so grueling and like, I just don't want to be there. 
Uh, no, I, I enjoy it. It makes me feel good. I know the benefit it's having on me is a positive one. And, um, I really do enjoy the exercises that I do for me personally. I like to do kind of a 50, 50, 60, 40 mix of cardio and, and weights. Um, I like to do strength training, uh, some days that are more focused on strength training and some days that are more focused on cardio. It's, it's a combination of the two for me personally. And so that's a bit, that's a, a mix that I've found that works for me. It's a mix that I've found that works and, uh, can, I think if you take an attitude of understanding that you need to be consistent, but you also need to find something that, uh, is, um, something that you can stick to, something that you enjoy, that is the winning for the vast majority of people, I would say, is the winning formula. You know, for me, it's it's finding what you enjoy, but also having a mindset of being able to be consistent with it. Um, aside from that, from a dietary perspective, I'll give you a few recommendations. Um, something that I think everyone could benefit from, no matter where you are, in your, in your diet, whether you have everything dialed down to a T, uh, is that, is that what people say? Dialed down to it? I don't know if that's what people say, but I'm going to say it. Um, if you have everything dialed down like that, um, one thing I would recommend for everybody is if you can find a way to implement more fruits and vegetables into your diet, then it's probably going to be a good thing for you. I would say if you can find a way to do it where you enjoy it and where you can do it sustainably, um, I would recommend doing that uh, just because they have such a profound effect on our health. They provide so many important micro and macronutrients. Um, and, you know, it's pretty well documented now the positive impact that fruits and vegetables have on our on our lives overall. Um, something else I would recommend is, you know, the thing that you always hear from celebrities is, is you know, you got to eat chicken, broccoli and rice, chicken, broccoli and rice, this, that, you know, stuff like that. I don't think most people enjoy that, at least not long term. If you don't think, if you look at what you're consistently eating right now, and you don't, if if you look at whatever you eat on a regular on a regular basis, you know, throughout a week, if you look at that and you can confidently say that you can eat that for the rest of your life, then stick to that. You know, take that with a grain of salt. I'm not saying you know you should eat cake and ice cream for every meal because you enjoy it and you can stick with that. But what I'm saying is if you think you've found a diet that, uh, you know, supports your micro and macronutrients that you need, uh, you're, f- you're fulfilled by it. You're, you're not hungry throughout the day. Um, if you can find that diet or that nutrition plan, whatever you want to call it, that, uh, you can stick with for the long term. stick with that. Don't do something that don't force yourself to eat things that you hate just because you think it's going to be good for you because you're not going to stick with that. You will not be able to stick with that long term. It, it is not going to be possible. Um, and uh, finally, I'll, I'll just say, I'll say two things. One, in regards to diet, I would recommend being willing to try new things. Uh, and also, I would say be willing to hear different people's perspectives, whether it's an expert, whether it's just other people that you know, that have experience in this area, um, be willing to hear out other people and what they do. Uh, you know, be willing to hear out different perspectives and different, uh, you know, different angles on, on what they feel is a, is a proper nutrition plan or, or diet. Um, be willing to listen to that. No one person has all the answers. And so be willing to take, uh, lessons and experience from other people and apply it to your own life. 
Um, I would say that, and I had a, I had a second thing I was going to say. Um, hmm, what was I going to say? I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say. But be willing to listen to other people and see what they say. Oh, oh, yes. Be willing to listen to other people uh, and hear what they have to say. And also, um, you know, I, I guess this kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier, but uh, understand that it's an investment in yourself that when you are, you know, learning these new things, it's going to take time. It's going to take a little bit of a learning curve to find what works best for you. It's going to take a little bit of a learning curve to understand what you like the best and what you feel best supports your goals. Uh, but understand it's an investment An investment takes time and it, and it takes time to, you know, you're, there's going to be no magic pill that's going to make you look the way you want to look or feel the way you want to feel overnight. Um, there's no quick remedy to any of that. Uh, understanding that it's an investment in yourself and that's going to take time. That is incredibly important. And I think that being willing to be in it for the long haul, being able to, uh, commit to something, commit to your health for the long haul, that's a, a incredibly important and good attitude to have that I would love to promote to anybody that is listening to this. Uh, so yeah, um, that I, I think that kind of wraps up my thoughts on all of this. I know that was kind of just like the stream of consciousness for me, but um, that's kind of the way I wanted these things to be. I, I hope to kind of keep them condensed to about an hour. That may I may bleed over a little bit uh, a few times here and there, but I want to just give my thoughts on things, uh, different topics like this. And, and I hope that whoever listens to this, uh, you know, I hope that you enjoy. I hope that you're able to take a little bit from my experience uh, and the experiences that I've had and hope you can take some benefit from that and apply it to your own life. I hope that you can apply the positive and negative experiences that I've had and find a way to learn from what I've done and, and then apply that to your own life, like I said. Um, so yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, if you've made it this far into the episode, I really appreciate it. Um, again, it really means the world to me, to everybody that's helped me get to this point and uh, that has helped me get this podcast off the ground. And so I really appreciate it. If you want to, uh, support the podcast or support me in any way, there is a, I'll put some links down in the description where you can check out the podcast on, you know, Instagram and, and things of that nature. Um, but, uh, yeah, aside from that, um, thank you again for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this episode, uh, this, this segment of sincerely yours truly. Um, and I hope that you will join me on a future episode of the podcast. Hope you have a great day uh, and I will see you later. Bye.